Hey, AJ. <laughs> why you always why you always gotta introduce that like you got bad intentions starting this up? Because I've always got bad intentions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just you better be careful because I will buy you. <laughs> I will buy PSVR without parole for seventy billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, for for like twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can negotiate. I don't know if we're going to find any common ground here, though. So I'll start at seventy billion. You start at twenty bucks, and we'll see where we end up. You know up. what? What? Like, um, we can negotiate. Just give me J Mail, and and you can keep the channel. Oh, that's not, there's no negotiation there. You can have him, Jamie. So he, all you hear years. that, Jamie? <laughs> you hear what your how well your loyalty paid off? Hope it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Jay. I'll miss you. We love you. Let's start the show. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on YouTube. If you're watching it right now, then you're probably here live. If you're watching it later, well, then I can't wait to watch the comments you leave as you think you're watching it live. It's always hilarious. Uh, my name is Brian Popnishan, right here at PSVR Without Parole, and this gentleman over here, who's about to pay me to do lewd, lewd things, AJ from The Underground, PSVR Underground. What is up, Brian? What is up? Game cats and water tigers. <laughs> um, happy Wednesday, man. Happy hump day. And, uh, you know, slow week. No news this week, Nothing's I know. Happening. Um, but uh, nothing nothing's really been going on. So we're just going to make some stuff up to talk about. Yeah. I, I think I think fake news days are way better than regular news days because, I mean, then we get to talk about all sorts of, like, ludicrous conversations, things that would never happen in the real world, like... I don't know, Microsoft buying Activision. That could never happen. That could never happen. But luckily. It makes it makes sense, which we're going to get into. Let me say, before we get started, thank you to all of you. Uh, I hit 6,660 subs today. Uh, so on my channel, it's a 666. And I have been doing nothing but blasting heavy metal all day. From the Heretic Anthem, from Slipknot... To Machine Heads, the Blackening album, start to finish. And I feel good, man. I feel recharged. Nothing like some good metal to get me going. Well, I mean, I was going to tell everybody to go click the link in the description and go subscribe to your channel, but I feel like this is a place you don't <laughs> really want to move on from. It's like, no, I, I, I am complete <laughs> now. The ritual is complete, and uh, yeah, I don't need any more ever. Well, if you hate him. If you hate AJ, go subscribe to his channel because then you'll ruin his good day. No, and make I'll it lose my power. seven <laughs> subscribers ASAP. Uh, yeah, I see a couple people in the chat. Uh, I, I must sound sicker than I did on Monday because uh, because because <laughs> I've been sick all week. Uh, but I think I guess I hit it better on Monday. Um, lots of lots of theraflu over here. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we're gonna have a good show no matter what. Uh, but really, guys, uh, AJ, the link to AJ's channel is in the description. Please go and subscribe to him. Uh, I'd, I'd rather ruin his day and get him more subscribers um, <laughs> than, than, than not. Right? Sounds about right. Uh, dude, we have so much news to talk about today. Uh, everything from uh, Microsoft buying Activision, some new, uh, some new Speaking VR... Speaking the tri- devil. <laughs> <laughs> new, uh, new VR AAA studios uh, being announced and... Uh, you know, all sorts of all sorts of great all sorts of great stuff to talk about. And we should probably kick off the news with with the most exciting news, and that's that Bullet Roulette 
just updated to version 1.02. I don't know how many people in the chat uh, have bullet roulette, uh, but I, I got to say, it's a little bit of a strange update. I think I think there were definitely some bugs that needed fixing, uh, but but also I think the thing that everybody really wanted out of this out of bullet roulette was a uh, uh, was in game voice chat, right? If you're just going to go in and play with a bunch of random people, that's what we were looking for. And it took them, I mean, how long ago did this game come out? Like a year? It took them a year to add updates, and uh, yeah. And, and, and we didn't get voice chat included in this update. AJ, <laughs> you were surprised when I added this to the run of show. I was. <laughs> what Do you not like Bullet Roulette? I like Bullet Roulette, but th- like, you know, and, and the thing is, is like, I like covering significant patches and updates to games. A few bug patches, new and new music, etc. <laughs> you didn't even add like the, like, I don't even know what the significance of this is. And uh, yeah, I mean it's good to stay on top of uh, of all the things going on. But man, I think what's better news to me, honestly, is that Swordsman, Swordsman VR, and Sin Studio were a top five 2021 most downloaded game on PSN. And to me, that is awesome news. And I would love to say congratulations to Sin Studio. And uh, yeah. I, I really look forward to, to what those guys are doing and what they're going to be doing in the future. I agree. You see what I did there? <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I'm like, I want, <laughs> I, I, I wanted to talk more about bullet roulette, but I guess we're talking about swordsman now. So off we go. Um, yeah. I'm, I feel awful for sin studio. I can't believe this happened to them. Uh, you know, to, to fall into the trash pile. That is the top 10 uh, best-selling PSVR games. Uh, con- constantly the, the bottom of the barrel, constantly the, the, the cheapest, most disgusting games on the PlayStation network. We're so sorry, sin, uh, that you're associated with these, um, with these just fucking terrible games. They're good uh, games. The, it's people, just, with, it's the just... people, people with no taste are buying your game sin. I, I, I feel awful for you. Uh, and, and unfortunately we can't support that over here without parole. So we're going to have to move on, uh, and not talk about Swordsman until your next game. Uh, and then I think it's crazy that not a single game from last year, I think it was, hit the top 10 list. That's what's crazy to me. And that just shows you that last year was rough for developers, man. This is why it's good that PlayStation VR has announced uh, PSVR, or uh, Sony has announced PlayStation VR 2, um, because last year was brutal i mean no matter how good the game was and like the games improved in quality in many ways um from locomotion systems to being more vraf as we like to say um more immersive features and yeah it's it's uh it sucks that that some games didn't have a strong enough platform so couldn't be a better time to have psvr2 right around the corner um where sony's basically just saying here's the hardware this here's what you need to make a successful VR game and actually give developers a chance to make something big that is actually on a platform that's viable now. Um, and yeah, it's going to be huge. Uh, Rody the game cat, one of our loyal moderators in the chat says, shit, bullet roulette is only $3 and 59 cents right now. guess I'll grab it. Yeah. It was always pretty on, it was always kind of on the cheap side, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it was a super buggy game. Like it had a lot of issues, but it was so much fun. That it was one of those games that we just kind of, 
played and had fun with and dealt with the bugs and been like, why is this bullet floating in midair? It's just, what, what is, it's not supposed to be here. And like all sorts of crazy shit uh, was going on in that game. And, but it was just so much fun um, that like, you know, if, if, if those bugs got fixed and they added voice chat, um, then, I mean, you can easily spend like an hour in that game with some friends and it's just a lot, a lot of fun. Um, It is fun, but it is crazy that they don't have an in-game voice chat that you have to party up. I think that's a silly idea. Uh, I think that's bad game design um, and and should be criticized heavily. You know what else does this after the fall does this as well, where you're like, they're like, we have this entire social hub where there's 32 players that can get together and you can't hear any of them. So it's like, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a bad idea to have a social VR space where you can't automatically hear everyone else. I think that's, bad design and that needs to go luckily things like zenith are coming out uh that don't do that yeah i mean you brought up after the fall and that's just an example of something being horribly wrong like that whatever they designed after the fall to be is not the game that we got Uh, obviously that hub area was supposed to be something radically different and there's no point in 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 having all those people running around because what's the chance that you're going to jump in and, and just find the people that you were looking to play with there's no chance except for now because no one plays it anymore everyone realized there's just no content and they've stopped playing <laughs> so uh, after the fall 6.5 moving on everyone's like where's your review i'm like 6.5 let's move on well don't don't make me waste more time <laughs> talking about that game i'd rather play witching tower um but i i will review it uh very shortly there's supposed to be a patch out within the next week or so and uh and then i'll review it and we can we can take a look at another yet another look at the updates then uh aj moving on Uh, i know we didn't i know we didn't pimp our discord at the beginning of this show but make sure you click the link in the description below join our discord because that is where you can not only hang out with a bunch of awesome cats uh get together for some multiplayer games uh but on top of that you can leave viewer takeover questions and viewer takeover questions we very frequently grab and throw into our show uh like this one serial killer blended by the hype cat uh wrote Hashtag viewer takeover. Assuming that PlayStation VR 2 would only utilize the USB-C port, would it be reasonable to say that you could keep your PSVR hooked up to the PlayStation 5 at the same time and switch between them? That is, if PlayStation VR 2 doesn't have any backwards compatibility or upgrades. So we've talked a lot about backwards compatibility and being able to play your PSVR 1 games with your PlayStation VR 2, but I think this is is sort of one of those obvious... uh, obvious answers it's like well playstation 5 is backwards compatible with playstation vr1 you just hook your playstation vr1 into it with the adapter um do you think do you think this is a good enough solution for people um well i think the uh, you what having both plugged in at the same time you mean yeah i don't i don't think you're gonna be able to have both on at the same time um i mean first of all i don't see the point in it but secondly um, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to be able to both function at the same time. Personally, I think they've said before that they've de- they're designing a new system for PlayStation VR two, and I think when you have that headset on, um, you can it's going to have its own. I'd imagine it's going to have its own three D like menu, like UI main menu and stuff. So you know, hopefully something with like a nice environment that you can customize um, and lots of different other things, but. But yeah, I I don't think you're going to be able to have them both on, plugged in at the same time, maybe, but not on at the same time. And quite frankly, there wouldn't be a point to that, anyways. 
yeah, I don't think that's what he was saying. He was just saying you can have them both hooked up at the same time. And so, yeah. and so if you want to play a PSVR one game, you can still do that the same way we're doing it now. Uh, and then, you know, just plug, plug in your PSVR two when you need it. Um, switch between them. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I missed that. Yeah. He said switch between them. Yeah. I, I don't see why not. Um, yeah. and, but, but I definitely, you know, I kept my PS4 pro. So once PSVR two comes out, that's going, my PSVR one is going with my PS4 pro. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, everyone complains about the uh, the mess of wires in the breakout box with the PSVR 1, and that's something that I'm 100% there with everybody on. It is time for, you know, to, to finally get rid of that mess of wires and clean up my entertainment center. Uh, it's been an absolute mess uh, ever since the first day I plugged it in. I haven't had a good way to really hide those wires. It's 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 been a mess. It's been an absolute mess. Um, so I don't want my wow. PSVR 1 plugged in anymore when uh, when that when, when once that rolls around. Uh, I want to be able Gabriel to... Gabriel Double... I want to be able to use what? Just your PSVR 2? Yeah. What What did Gabriel say? Gabriel 004 says AJ could probably play them at the same time. We will find out on Saturday stream in the future. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and Looper yeah, the I don't know what's going to happen that, when, when that happens. Looper the Underground GameCat with the 5 euro says, I really hope you're able to trade your PSVR one in. Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of people, that's, that's sort of the deal, right? You don't want last gen stuff. Some, some people are collectors. Some people just want to hold on to their old library and all that. Um, but, but some people are just ready to always move on to the next gen. As soon as it happens, um, you know, trade your PlayStation four pro in for the PlayStation five, trade your PSVR one in for the PSVR two, you know, get some store credit for that. Um, and so I think, I think more people are definitely, uh, I think more people are definitely, wanting to do that and keep things simple right and also for new new psvr2 gamers you want that backwards compatibility so that you have access to that huge library of games you don't want them to have to go buy a new uh, a psvr1 to go play astrobot that'd be ridiculous so. yeah i'm i don't get rid of anything anymore ever since getting rid of my like nes and snes and um a couple other things way back in the day i've learned a valuable lesson my my old playstation one a lot of my ps1 games i will never ever get rid of them again, uh, even if they just sit in a storage box somewhere, um, because there will always be a time, even if it's 20 years later, where I'm going to wish I had them and could play them. And if I don't play them, there's a chance that a lot of this stuff could be worth a lot one day. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely holding on to mine. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know personally if I'm holding on to mine or not. Uh, I've gotten to the point where I've sort of like maxed out my space in my apartment. Uh, I'm like, I decided I'm not collecting PS5 games. I'm pretty good on PlayStation 4 games uh, and just in kind of trying to clear some of that collection out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of retro games and I, and I don't think, I don't think I'm going to get to the point where I'm nostalgic for this era. Not, not a ton anyway. We'll see what happens. I could be totally wrong on that, but moving on. We had a bunch moving of, uh, on. <laughs> move on and <laughs> dreams <laughs> And Dreams has, this was actually, for us personally, this is like the biggest news uh, that came out of yesterday for the most part. Um, and uh, yeah, End Dreams has announced a brand new studio called Elevation. Yes, they did. See, that was way funnier for the people at home because I switched over to you full screen. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, I think he's going to go off and explain the whole story. <laughs> so. I, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to go on a ten minute rant yet. But when you're ready for me to read the article, I'll be standing by. 
Wow, this is uh, this is fantastic news, AJ. <laughs> I'm so excited to hear that. End dreams. Uh, yeah, uh, Jimmy over there. I think this is all Jimmy, man. I think Jimmy Bowers is the is the one uh, expanding the End Dreams team and making things happen over there. Um, but everything no, no, Jimmy I, touches turns to gold. That's true. That's true. I guess I guess he didn't touch Fract because that that was more like silver. What Fract is gold. <laughs> Fract is amazing, but Fract is like like <laughs> seven hours too short. Uh, Belgrami of the GameCat with the five euro says, "Clearing out PS PS4 games. Dibs on Godzilla. Uh, sorry, uh, my my copy of Godzilla is in German, so you're screwed." Oh yeah, yeah. Bell tried Bell tried to uh, watch a nineteen Godzilla nineteen eighty four, and he only had the German version, um, so it, <laughs> it didn't go well for him. Um, so yeah, so uh, so let's let's get the news out of the way here. Let's get let's uh, let's see the press release at End Dreams. Uh, shoved our way and told to tell us about this studio and then we can sort of talk about what this means for for psvr for psvr2 our industry uh, and dreams hey this article does come from jimmy bowers the uh, community manager over there and this is from the end dreams website and he says we're incredibly excited to announce the formation of end dream studio elevation headed up by long-standing end dream senior creative and the originator of the phantom covert ops concept glenn brace the studio will focus on creating AAA and core VR gaming experiences and will offer a hybrid work model by being remote first with plans to eventually open a UK-located HQ as a space for in-person collaboration. Quote, and Dreams, continued expansion is a combination of growth, investment in emerging developers, and the VR ecosystem, said Glenn Brace, head of End Dream Studio Elevation, feeding the VR industry with funding, game development knowledge, and technology, as well as exploring new and existing genres of player experiences, will help our entire industry uh, drive player adoption and platform growth. And Dream Studio Elevation aims to be at the forefront of this new wave of VR innovation by creating deep, immersive, and engaging experiences to evolve VR gaming. What do you think about that, Brian? I mean, I think this is really, really good news. Um, I, I, I feel like this is maybe just the beginning uh, of these kind of announcements. I feel like that over the course of in the next year or so, uh, maybe even the next six months... We're going to be hearing about different teams ramping up. I, I think we're going to hear about like fast travel games and Servios uh, and, and all the games, uh, all the developers like Impulse Gear, who sort of took a step back from VR and, and made these smaller projects that we've been talking about, you know, and saying, what, what are these guys doing? Like, why, why is Wraith not better than Apex Constructs? Why is, uh, why is Little Cities and, uh, and City something VR, like the next games yeah. from these developers that should be taking this huge step forward, but instead they're taking a step back and playing it safe and delivering something that's like, not VRAF, not blowing people away, you know, from a VR standpoint. Uh, like, what are they doing? And and I think this sort of tells us what Endreams has been doing. It says, hey, we we actually do have that exact thing that you're looking for, uh, but we had to we had to roll with how the market was going. We had with Quest Two leading the charge. We had to make games that were totally playable on Quest Two that were like that were that were affordable and uh, you know easy easy to uh, easy. Uh, relatively easy from a programming coding perspective, uh, and, and, that, and that could run on any platform. So uh, this is this is like probably the best news we could possibly hear for the for the industry is a team like End Dreams who had something yeah. like Frack that screams AAA. If it was like eight hours long and uh, and you know the, a few things oh, yeah. were tweaked, that it, it would have been one of the best titles on PlayStation VR. So these these are the guys we want to hear these announcements from. 
Yeah, when I was playing Fract, I was actually thinking to myself, like, this is one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had, period. Uh, the big problem was with the uh, length of the game, which also happened to affect the depth of the game. Um, I think if you added more length and depth to the game, uh, the, everything about the game was was fine, was, was a lot of fun, was amazing overall. Um, so it's really, really exciting. I mean, if you look at the history of End Dreams, they're one of these companies that just kind of just slowly, like every time they released the title, it seemed like it was better and better and better. So they're, they're really smart and talented over there. And to see them being one of these first companies, we always speculated uh, as to who's going to emerge as like a big time developer uh, in the future. And we thought maybe like Servios, we thought maybe Archiac and, and those, you know, I'm sure they actually probably, I wouldn't be surprised if they have some big plans as well, but end dreams is out here just kicking ass front and center. And they're the first one to announce a triple a focused studio for VR games moving forward. And like I said earlier in the episode, PlayStation VR two is going to be an excellent platform um, to release triple A VR games on. I mean, so I think I think you and I are in the same boat. There's no coincidence here that that they're announcing this triple A studio as news of PlayStation VR two ramps up, right? Like this is obviously going to be the platform. Like this this and PC will be their lead platforms, I'd say. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. Um I think I think yeah. This and this and PC will be um, what VRs or End Dreams leading platform. Yeah, I mean, like when they're talking about you know, making AAA games and that being their focus, right? I, I I just don't think there's any coincidence that this is happening at the exact same time that oh the news on PlayStation VR two is ramping up. Yeah, yeah, you can't make a AAA quality game. I mean, I don't think so, but it'd be really weird. But you can't make like a game with the production values. Um, on the Quest 2. Now, there's still supposed to be a Quest 3 uh, in development that, that might be releasing. That could be a direct competitor for PlayStation VR 2. So we can't leave that off the table, especially if that could be more of a high-end, like, premium-style headset. But as for the Quest 2, yeah, I don't I don't see people making AAA games on the Quest 2. That's just, I don't... I don't triple-a mobile like mobile chipset games this doesn't make doesn't make sense to me um and yeah and i think uh i think these combinations of these headsets are going to also just uh bring some boost some life back into the pc vr market as well i think that though the pc vr side will benefit greatly from these um unless we get into like exclusives and uh exclusivity deals and all sorts of stuff like that but overall um because End Dreams has kind of played with both. They've done exclusives for Quest. They've done exclusives for PlayStation. And uh, I think they're just prepared to just embrace the whole thing. And, um, and yeah, this is, this is really, really exciting that smaller teams uh, are able to expand. If, if, you know, this is an example of a, of a small team that's been able to ex- expand. Um, although they, they do have a longer history than just VR stuff. Um, I think they actually worked on uh, PlayStation Home. Uh, back in the day yeah um 
I mean, I know this is sort of a tangent, um, but you brought up Quest 3 uh, being a direct competitor, possibly to PlayStation VR 2. Man, I really hope that's true. You know, I saw I, I saw some, <laughs> no surprise, quite a bit of negativity on my how PlayStation VR 2 will save VR video, like my little op-ed there. And uh, no mm. surprise, you know, people are like, oh my god, you don't know, you know, Quest 3 is going to save the day, and it, that's going to be the real, and I'm like, all right, cool. It's like, I don't think, I don't think people understood what I was saying, because I hope Quest 3 is a huge competitor. I hope it's a massive step forward from Quest 2 and can and can, and can compete and that these games can be, uh, you know, made for PlayStation VR 2 and Quest 3 so that, because these, it, it's still a small market. That's what people don't understand, man. It, yeah. The VR market's still super small. I don't care how many units Quest 2 sold. You see what the top selling games are. When Song in the Smoke isn't number one on every single uh, top sales list, then we know we're in trouble. Like something's not right out there. And so you need as many different VR platforms that are viable to sell your game on uh, as possible. So like for the ben- for the sake of these developers who are about to spend a whole lot more money making much, much bigger games, like we need the Quest 3 to be competitive with the PlayStation VR 2. And so for the sake right. of end dreams, I really hope that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Competition, competition is uh, is always a good thing, and uh, like I said, it most of the cases everybody wins. Yeah, who's uh? So who's next, man? Who's who's the next studio you think you're, we're going to hear this from? Because this, I feel like we're going to hear this over and over and over for the next year. Well, we know that um, it's tough to say, man. Um, it's really, really tough to say. I mean. I could see we we've seen lots of studios get lots of investors and stuff um and and strike lots of investment deals and lots of funding deals um so I could see you know uh some of those teams doing it but I don't know man I think um and dreams definitely is leading the charge here let me if I were to say a guess like I know I've expressed lots of disappointment in Servios um but again for lack of other um other examples maybe servios like i feel like when they were on the right track they were killing it um and then i don't know and then i I really don't know what happened after that but um yeah i i I don't know man i I don't know if you have an example or somebody you think uh yeah i mean i think servios is a great example uh i kind of hope that I think I think it's super duper important during this transition period uh, that developers are able to keep supporting the Quest Two and 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 make all, make some of these uh, smaller scaled games. Uh, why? Because it's it's not going to be day one where <laughs> where PlayStation VR Two launches. You have a PlayStation VR Two launch game and you start selling it. it you're not going to recoup those losses right away. Um, so you know I, I'm I'm very optimistic about the future. I, I'm very optimistic about VR period, but. But ultimately, like, we need these developers to keep making games for the Quest and, and keep and keep get keep pulling their money in. So I think that a lot of the current A teams. Well, only teams until are, PlayStation VR two comes out. But but I mean, like, how many? What's the adoption rate on that going to be? Day one, that's it. It's not. It's going to take a little time well, to, course, for people to get their PlayStation fives, their PSVR twos, and then and then actually start spending money on the PlayStation Store, like one game after another after another. You know, it's like I hope in the next couple of years we get to a point where you know they can sell five hundred thousand copies of a game or or a million copies of a game. But right now, like that's not where anybody's at, uh, and, and probably won't right. be at for the first year of PlayStation VR two. So. 
um, so yeah, so I, yeah. I think these studios need to keep their B teams around to keep making these games for for Quest. And so, uh, and so I would look at somebody like uh, like Servios saying, "All right, they're they're going to keep making their uh, their battle wakes and uh, and." What and their puzzle bobble three Ds? They need because they need that. They need that for the for the cash flow. But then they also need like these other studios making like raw data too. You know, and like a full <laughs> a full first person shooter kind of thing like, with a full campaign and like super amazing uh, AAA environments and interactivity and all that. Uh, so I, I would say Servios is probably top of my list to to hear something next. If if I were to on- give you an honest answer, I'd say somebody that we least expect. <laughs> Because that's the way it's gone. I mean, a developer, just because a developer has a good track record, um, hasn't necessarily panned out, meaning that just everything they make is going to be amazing. Uh, in fact, I think we've been disappointed more oftentimes than not um, in some way. You'd like to think that every developer, like, you know, oh, these guys made this game. They're so good. And then you want to hope that their next game is going to be even better in some way. But that just, quite frankly, isn't the case that we've seen. Um, and I, I don't know the reasoning behind that. Uh, maybe the teams change, maybe the, the budgets change and whatnot, but yeah. And in, in my experience, it's just, it just doesn't always get better, but I do like what, what end dreams is doing here. And I do, there's a couple teams that, that they're going to have to prove to me that they aren't up to the task first. And end dreams is one of those because I, I believe in what they're doing and until they make a mistake or something, then, then I'm. You know, but as far as I've seen, they're one of the few developers that their games actually do get better and better. And this expansion to a triple A size, um, I think, again, you know, I agree with you about have needing to to make stuff on as many platforms as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that PSVR two and the PC side is going to probably be pretty viable um, user base there. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, Kyle Parker in the chat says End Dreams owes us Frack DLC. Uh, they do. I think they do. I think Sony uh, owes owes us that because this game was funded by Sony, and uh, and right. so that's really that's really all on right. them. Same reason we and haven't gotten a patch e- for uh, Rush of Blood. And that's a perfect example of why this is good for End Dreams because you'd have to imagine uh, whatever budget they were working on. They probably had around, like most games, like every single game we see, That besides with some exceptions, um, most games have like a two-year development cycle, and they have like a smaller budget. Um, so I think what they managed to do in probably a lower budget and uh, and small amount of time, they crushed it with Fract. Um, but we want to see games that, you know, have have bigger teams, have more time, have more money going into them. and uh, And I think that's something that... They're going to be. They've basically kicked off here. Besides uh, other first-party and third-party developers that are going to be entering the VR space this gen. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Speaking of this gen, (laughs) I think we should probably talk about the biggest news story of the week, uh, as far as gaming is concerned, especially since it's the big image in our thumbnail, and that's that. uh, Excuse me. Before we get into this, I want to give a shout out to Professor Lilith, who gave us a $5 tip in the chat. It says, the Sunday multiplayer survey is up on the Discord. Do you want to play with giant freighters, giant mechs, or giant spiders? Uh, this is uh, the, this multiplayer meetup is happening on January 23rd at 2 p.m. Eastern, which should be this Sunday, I believe. Yep, it is a Sunday. Uh, so go take... I don't I don't know what three games these are, but, it, but head over to Discord if you want to take part in the Sunday multiplayer meetup and vote for which game you guys are going to play. AJ... Microsoft bought Activision. 
What? How come nobody's talking about this? Nobody's talking about this. It's like this big fucking secret. Why isn't this like everywhere? Yeah. What is going on? Yeah, people should talk about this. I think it's very important. <laughs> I don't Stupid game journals. Now, yes, uh, we got the huge <laughs> awakening. And I swear to God, man, like, so as a VR user and as somebody who's not really totally affected by this news, mm-hmm. um, because I don't uh, play a lot of Activision games, um, this, I, I still, this news is possibly some of the biggest news that I have seen in my lifetime uh, of, of dealing with uh, video games. And, and uh, it, it is really, really crazy stuff. And I spent like all day yesterday, anything I was working on was just so hard to work on because of this news and, and trying to process it, trying to figure out what it means, trying to read into all of the things leading up to it. And uh, yeah, really, really crazy stuff. And uh, I can't wait to dissect this a little bit. Yeah, uh, I mean, I know there's, there's going to be a lot of negativity out there. There's going to be a lot of, like, gloom and doom. Um, but personally, I'm I'm so excited, man. Like, I, yesterday I woke up as if, like, the the world was on fire. I was it's just like, this is, <laughs> this is so incredible. And I couldn't – I was like, what, yeah. what's going to happen next? Like, for the last 20 years, I mean – the, one of the one of the many things about video games uh, in, in the industry is that it, it, it's, it's kind of boring. It's always the same. It's always the same players doing the exact same thing, and you know, and that and that eventually to me translated into gaming, uh, where it's like, oh man, it's like the same open world nonsense that I played last gen with better graphics and a little bit of different story. And it's like I'm just I'm just so tired. And that's what got me into VR. But the industry kind of reflects that. It's like the industry is a little bit boring. They're all very safe. Nothing big happens. It's the same. Uh, it's for for a very long time now. Ever since Sega dropped out. It's been the same three players uh, that have done the uh, that have been on the console side: Microsoft, uh, PlayStation, Nintendo, and, uh, and and then the and then basically like three tent poles of the of the third party industry. It's like uh, what Ubisoft, Activision, and EA. Like those are the three big tent poles. Like other ones have come and gone, and other ones have like you know kind of like gotten into the forefront a little bit. Like Square Square Enix is pretty damn big, but like but those are the three, right? There's, I mean. Yeah, there's a couple more probably, but yeah, but I know what you mean though. Like, but, but these the are the guys who have like E3 shows, profiting. Yeah, the, right, the, the right. biggest franchises, like the most number of franchises, and it's just always okay. Here we go, and it's like that. You, you basically woke up for the last twenty years going. Microsoft's making consoles, Nintendo's making consoles, Sony's making consoles, and these three AAA game, uh, studios are making games for all of them. And then yeah. we woke up yesterday, it, and that no longer was the case, and that right. was like these, fucking insane to me. Right. These companies are more known for the profits they make uh, versus like uh, the street cred that they have or the quality that they that they make these games at. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, so when you break down what's been going on, I mean, this Activision uh, acquisition comes at a time where people at Activision and Blizzard are literally on strike and refusing to work. Because of horrible, toxic workplace environments. Um, and that goes all the way up to the top with the uh, head of Activision, Bobby Kotick. Um, and, yeah, they're just like – it's so so it's no surprise really in the way that – like, one, like of course, it's shocking news. But then you look at it and you're like, okay, it all starts to kind of make sense when you look at the, the situation going on. Microsoft's trying to expand their Game Pass – um, are trying to bolster their game pass. Um, and, uh, yeah, they basically with all this stuff surrounding, um, Activision, 
the the funny part is is like they actually are they are potentially in a better place with Microsoft because of how awful this uh, this workplace at Activision Blizzard and whatnot has become. Um, and it's kind of sad, really, but it's the truth. And uh, there, the way I look at it is like I see some some positives that can come out of it, and I see a lot of negatives. The biggest negative, of course, being the consolidation of massive IPs like Call of Duty um, that are going to be all forced onto the platform. Um, and uh, yeah, there's this. That's where really the controversy, the the some of the controversy, I should say, because there's lots to unpack here. Um, but that's where the shock of it came from. Was an IP, a big money maker, a top selling PlayStation game year round, top selling game of the year year round, uh, is now going to potentially be exclusive on Microsoft. Yeah, and that's and that's a big word right there that we need to clarify. Potential, like we. They bought uh, they bought Zenimax. Microsoft bought Zenimax, which makes this whole thing even crazier. Like if, yeah. if if this was the only thing that they had done in the last six months or whatever it was, like it would be like, wow, this is fucking crazy. But the fact that they had just bought Zenimax before this, which of course includes Bethesda games, uh, id games. I mean, I'll, uh, there's just like the whole fucking like legions of games that are included in that. Um, it's 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 absolutely crazy how much of the market they they just now own. Uh, how many of the games that you're very familiar with they just own and but but they've they've still haven't clarified the Bethesda deal. You know, we we still don't know if if Zenimax games will be coming to PlayStation Four, or PlayStation Five, or what the deal is. If it'll be a timed exclusive, if they want it, if they want to make sure that they put the game out on Game Pass first and say, if you want to play this in the next six months, you got to get an Xbox console, uh, and then right. and then say, okay, now now if you want to buy it on PlayStation Five, uh, you can pay the seventy dollars for it <laughs> six months after. Well, the whole it comes point out. the whole point is Microsoft is this is a, the last resort for Microsoft. And this is what pisses me off about them. I'm not a console war guy. I have, I've actually had no problem with Xbox for the last, like, couple generations. But I always, <laughs> but in the back of my that, mind, I'm just, I'm, I'm just being honest here. Like, this is just me. Um, I don't know if I speak for anyone else here. But, but really, like, I've always kind of disliked some of the ways they do things. And because those end up affecting what PlayStation has to do to, to remain competitive. Um this was a last resort move uh, for Microsoft to acquire Bethesda or Zenimax and Bethesda and now Activision Blizzard. Um, this is the only way that they could remain relevant because they sat there and they said, oh, we, we believe in, you know, we don't believe in exclusives. We don't believe in anything else. Uh, we just want people to have and we want games to be accessible. So if they end up not doing that and they make this stuff all being forced to game pass well then they can take that bag of shit they're trying to sell me and they can fucking eat it because and i don't think they are i i i I don't think they are uh going to keep things multi-platform i think the whole point of this is to force obviously they had a big opportunity with uh activision blizzard being the big dumpster fire that it is right now Mm -hmm. and is needs help i mean they need help they've got this dumbass fucking frat boy mentality bullshit going on over there and uh people being like uh mistreated and and screwed over um lots of just ugh, just awful disgusting things and uh like I said, you know, I actually hope that there is some good that comes out of this. And I'll be honest, the Bethesda Zenimax thing, that affected me more than this does because I, I don't play Call of Duty. I haven't played Call of Duty 
since the first Bla- since the first Black Ops. Like I haven't really been into it. Um, and the part that sucks about this uh, with with the Beth- with Bethesda, you know, I do like Elder Scrolls games. I do like some of those IPs. But the one thing that I was interested about the the new Call of Duty was that it used the adaptive triggers on PlayStation. Uh, who creates and innovates new, newly designed hardware and tech to to enhance the experience? And now, um, that was literally the only reason I was going to buy the newest Call of Duty was because I wanted to use it with the adaptive triggers. Um, so now, like any interest I had, period, is gone. Um, and uh, and yeah, I just I think this is the only way that Microsoft can stay relevant in the game, um, but. Like I said, there are some positives to take away here, like potentially Sony uh, having to, you know, they're not going to overreact. They're they're going to just do whatever they usually do, but they do have to counter this somehow or think of something new, whether that being from building new IPs um, that kind of replace these, bringing back Killzone, bringing back Resistance, which I've heard a bunch. Um there's a there's a lot of different interesting possibilities that we're going to see come uh, come about this. Uh, Bel Ramio in the chat with the five euro says, "Just get an Xbox, and nothing they do will affect you. The only downside is no VR. Uh, that's a huge yeah. downside. But uh, but also like <laughs> I've got my VR, I got my VR headset on the way, man. My PSVR two headset it, it will be here the second it's able to be here, and uh, and so I'm not really concerned. I I always like I've always liked Microsoft. I, I always like pretty much from the first Xbox." Um, I, you know, it's because it always comes down to the games and somebody over there, uh, knows what they're doing when it comes to certain games. Like Dreamcast went under, uh, very soon after it launched and Xbox made a lot of moves to make sure that Sega games got on Xbox. And so there's amazing games on the original Xbox, like Togi one and two and Panzer Dragoon saga. Um, and, and so they realized they're like, wow, we need some, we need some of these exclusives to get a, a foothold into the industry. That being said, you're absolutely right. They've lost every single console war, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, so far. They, they lost uh, even, even the 360 generation, which was a great success for them. Uh, they still ended up uh, <laughs> following second place behind PlayStation 3. So you, even, even though Microsoft has like pretty much an infinite amount of money, it doesn't make good business sense to keep fighting a losing battle. And by all reports, it sounds like uh, the Series X is underselling the PlayStation 5 by a significant amount. And I'm sure they don't want a repeat of last gen because last gen was like so bad that no one's willing to reveal sales figures, right? They're like, oh, we don't do that anymore. Of course you don't do that anymore because your sales figures are terrible, right? So they just, if they, I think if they had a repeat of last gen, uh, then eventually Microsoft goes, we can't keep throwing money at this. This isn't working. It's costing us more money than it is to, than than we're making. You've got to move on at a certain point. And I think that buying ZeniMax and buying Activision is fucking great for them. It's absolutely great for them. And that means that that now they have a stable of first-party games that could be exclusive if they choose to make them exclusive. You know, maybe maybe Call of Duty is not going to be exclusive or, or... um, or, or Diablo. I think it will be. Maybe, maybe it will be. But they have like hundreds of other franchises now. They can be like, well, the next this game, the next Tony Hawk game is going to be <laughs> Xbox exclusive, right? And so they, they can kind of pick and choose and do whatever the fuck they want. Um, and so, Well, the, un- the unfortunate part for us here is that we can basically, me personally, I'm kissing any chance of any of these IPs getting any sort of VR support goodbye. 
because they've expressed their interest uh, that that they have zero interest in VR right now. They're going to let everyone else do the hard work, and then they'll just fucking buy their way into that once uh, once that comes around, and that's what they'll do. Um, but to me, man, I mean, look, I, I'll be honest with you. Like to me, I I'd like to think that they're going to handle this. Uh, properly that they've been making good strides stuff like the the halo uh, infinite or whatever they turned it around which sounds like they turned around forza came out that looked really really good um so i'd like to think that they're gonna get it right this time but in the back of my head they're like they're gonna fucking tank every single one of these ips they're gonna they're gonna crash and burn with all of these and they're gonna mismanage them poorly manage them and uh they're just going to screw up, and I I hope I'm wrong about that because yeah, I, these are a lot of IPs. I'm curious that to know where that though, I'm curious to know where that feeling comes from. Well, just from the way they've managed their primary first party games and studios, all the games that have been canceled, all the games that have been mismanaged. I mean, not until the reason I said that I even think that there's a small chance that they can get this right now is because they've recently been showing some signs that they're getting their shit together. But really, for the last, like, 10, 20 years or something, like, they've been getting slapped around by everybody. And they've been really not doing a good job of anything, uh, at least from my experience. I don't – I don't, you know, I had an Xbox from uh, – I had an Xbox for maybe a month. And, like, I played, like, one or two games on it. And I think it was, like, Forza and uh, Sunset Overdrive and Cuphead. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. Uh, this is fine. And I didn't really – I actually bought it because I wanted a 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> but I even ended up selling that for a PS4 Pro. I mean, just the type of gamer I am, I'm into innovation and creation and uh, creativity and um, and bringing new things to the table. And that's what I've always thought – yeah, I mean, Hooked Worm says they fucked up Rare. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they could possibly do the same to to Crash and Spyro. Um, Rare's an but, interesting story. I, I I've always said that Microsoft fucked up Rare, but uh, but if you there, there are stories that tell that 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 the details about that, and uh, and I don't think that actually had much to do with Microsoft. But again, yeah, we haven't seen too many success stories. Crackdown three, yes, Crackdown three. Uh, yeah, just a lot of it's just not been. Uh, from what I've seen, you know, again, it's kind of hard saying because I don't play a ton of Xbox, but, um, yeah. but yeah, man. So, but I think the other thing we got to ask about this is like, so what does this mean for Sony? How does this affect Sony? I want to know your thoughts on uh, what this means for Sony. Well, before we get to my thoughts, we got a lot of we got a lot of cats in the chat with a lot of thoughts. And so let me just uh, let's get through a couple of these tips really quick here and see what they have to say. Waleed Saheed Faridi with the Canadian $10 tip says the 70 billion uh, spent by Microsoft could have been spent in creating new innovative IPs or hardware. Instead, they chose to take away a massive studio. I'm, e I'm now even more excited for PlayStation VR 2 and Sony should not panic. Um, so that's that's a good jumping off point. Should should Sony does Sony need to react? If you if you combine this with the ZeniMax acquisition, does Sony need to react? Do do they have enough first party studios to continue and, and just in or, or or do they need some diversity in their first party library? Um, well, that's been t uh, Sony's bread and butter. Is is. You know, you look at you look at what Microsoft's having to do. They buy Zenimax and Bethesda, and then they buy Activision Blizzard. You look at what Sony picks up. They their biggest pickup is obviously Insomniac. Uh, I think of recent, 
Um, that was a big one, but that's a developer. That's not a major. I don't think it's like a major publisher of a bunch of several different IPs, right? Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I don't think so. Um, and then, uh, and then they've uh, picked up like Fire Sprite Studios. Right. I mean, not many people knew who Fire Sprite were before they. Um, obtain them and they're a huge studio uh stuff like uh, nexus and yeah like i'm having trouble even remember some of their names and they kind of groom them and and the way they do exclusives you know people have always said exclusives are a bad thing and i've always disagreed but i see the difference now when when it's an exclusive that is from a first party studio that you that you know you've groomed you've developed and and produced something uh and and try to push the technology forward um, versus just taking some, a third-party studio, AAA studios, and just fucking and publishers, and just buying them out, and just suddenly, like all like you're you're ours now. Um, it's a little bit different, but uh, again, this is to me this is the only uh, this is the only thing that uh, Microsoft could do right now, which is why they did this. But um, what was the question? Yeah, I had a feeling you got away from it. <laughs> so, so the question was it's a does, lot. Yeah, the question was: Does Sony need to react? Is there is there anything they need to do? Is the stable for games that they already have good enough to to combat uh, what's going on exclusively over at Microsoft or potentially? I, I know this is all very we're speaking very um, we're, we're making a lot of assumptions when we have this conversation. Like uh, all these games yeah. could suddenly become exclusive. Um, does Sony need well, to react? Do they need to buy some studios? Do like what what needs to happen to kind of balance the scales? The only issue, the only potential issue I see about this is that if Microsoft just continues buying all these studios, um, otherwise I don't really see a big thing. But they they do need to counter in some way. Whether it be there's a couple different options I could see that they do, uh, either building their own uh, new IPs that that do this. They don't have the best track record of something that's like a Call of Duty. You know, like like trying to imitate. A successful uh, model, um, but there's people talking about you know wanting Killzone and Resistance. Yeah, those are great games. I love those games. But are those going to be able to replace the void of a Call of Duty? I don't really think so. Um, the the something else they could do to maybe control some of the messaging around it, if they felt the need to. Uh, if I were Sony, there's only one thing I would do, and if I were to counter with a similar move. And that would be to buy Konami. <laughs> if I could, bring back Metal Gear Solid, bring back Castlevania, um, Silent Hill, Contra, like, you know, Frogger, all those Contra, Frogger and stuff, like Frogger Mobile, like go make a mobile Frogger game and uh, make it really cool and make it actually good. Um, kind of, you know, bolster your, uh, your, messaging your ips that you have or whatever and with some with some well-known ips like that i mean i think i think that's more of a again it's more of a flashy move i mean we would all love for metal gear solid and and all these to come back of course um but i i think uh i think a lot of that you know people are asking for sony to do something flashy which which this uh you know, I mean, or you, you, if you, I don't even think it's possible, but you buy EA and now you own all the FIFA things. But I don't, I don't think that's really the best case scenario. I don't think uh, everybody wins in the end if, uh, if everybody, if all these companies just start buying up all the third party developers until the AAA studios, until there's none left. I think that creates just a monopoly everywhere um, or just, uh, 
I think that's just somebody's going to end up being in Monopoly, and that's what I fear about Microsoft doing. Like, it's like, okay, okay, stop. Like, <laughs> like I know you're, I know you, you can buy anything you want, but just fucking stop for the for the sake of keeping gaming alive and evolving. Just stop. How about you? Um, I, I think I had we had the same conversation when uh, when they bought Zenimax. It's just like to, to me, I kind of I was like, I, I kind of don't care because so what what. What Xbox or what Microsoft seems to be doing is is taking these like super safe routes. They, they see these corporations, they see these companies, these developers, publishers that have been doing really well for the last decade. Like, oh look, call, we need Call of Duty, and like let's let's buy Call of Duty, let's buy Diablo, and then they buy those things. And and like, the, but those things to me are just just like just like uh, Elder Scrolls and, and, and Fallout, those things are like on their way to getting stale, right? We've already like I've sort of had enough of those, and. So, and what Sony seems to be doing, Sony seems to, and, and, it's, and it's tough to talk about a, a multi-billion-dollar corporation like Sony and, and say that they have vision, right? That they are able to look toward toward the future. But I think I think their business model tends to be more like that. They, like you said, they bought Fire Sprite, and no one really knew Fire Sprite. Fire Sprite was a relatively small team. Uh, we only knew them really for the persistence. I know they had you know worked on a few other projects, but but now Fire Sprite's got almost 300 employees and you're like and they've got three different like huge games in the works and so i really like sony's take though they say you know they kind of look toward the future and say hey we're gonna we're gonna build we're gonna build this company up much much bigger than it is and and really um i think i think they see something i love the way they do i love the way they do stuff and and a lot of the times you know the the unfortunate part is they do have some misses here and there like um uh what is that also the the battle Roy- the 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 car racing one destruction all stars um like like stuff like that like yeah you don't want to end up having uh whiffs like that but but then you got stuff like horizon and ghost of tsushima and uh god of war they've got uncharted they've got so many well renowned ips that are also massive multi uh massive um successes and in, in quality and financially um, and we've heard them say before that that's maybe not the most viable solution moving forward. At least, you know, the uh, Sean Layden, the former president, um, uh, said something like that, like these creating the, every game a massive open world and with like the highest of the high end polish and and stuff. But um, but so for us personally, though, the truth is. I don't feel like this really affects us except for in one way, which is we've always said that the easy route for VR to get more and more attention, to get more people's attention and interest is for popular IPs to go uh, to VR. Like this eliminates the chance of a call of duty VR, which while I'm not like, Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm also like, well, that would be a great way to get a bunch of people's interest into VR. Um, stuff like, you know, the next Elder Scrolls game or something that comes out. Um, there's a, there are a lot of IPs within those um, studios that would have actually converted to VR. Like, shit, I would even take, I've even said before, I would take a third-person Spyro VR game. Like, I would have loved that. Um, and I still, uh, but but yeah, when with all this acquisition and stuff, um, and I think I think the, the other story here that we can't let go is just how much of a dumpster fire Activ- Activision has become. I mean, they 
they uh, used to be a long time ago. They were like uh, a really, really awesome developer. I mean, they've been developing since Atari, um, and it's just uh, yeah. Over time, they've just turned into kind of a um, you know, it, it's all big businesses, so it shouldn't really surprise you. It's a friendly reminder that hey, these big companies aren't always your friend. Um, <clears throat> but I do like that at least Sony has shown in multiple ways that they do care to some degree about your experience, about developers um, experience, you know, they, they're not perfect. They make mistakes all the time, but every single developer I've talked to has always uh, said besides the certification process uh, has said that they uh, have really, really great relationships and how supportive Sony are of them. Boy, I, I hear different stories than that all the time. Um, yeah, I just want to finish my thoughts on the uh, on Sony's reaction to all this and, and what Sony needs to do. Um, I hope they continue. I hope they continue seeing the potential of smaller studios and 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 continuing to buy those types of studios um, because I, I think you know I think that maybe first person shooters have been in need of uh, it's been in need of a little bit of a revolution for a while now and I. I it, if you look at somebody in the chat, who was it? Uh, LC2552 that beats the musical game cat. So I really hope Sony doesn't just scramble to make more multiplayer games or Call of Duty style games. I hope they still focus on what they've been good at, single player, AAA games. And I, while I 100% agree with you, Beats, uh, I think that I think that Sony is really good at that. Unfortunately, when you look at this, this, this table of games that they put out and, and all of their exclusives, a lot of them tend to be these third-person single player adventures and that's great i think that's a great foundation but i do think that especially things like this continue to happen that they need to figure out maybe like hey we've let's buy a studio that we think has the potential to make the next call of duty and and let's give them the tools that they need to survive and and to succeed um so i hope that they're able to diversify their portfolio a little bit because right now um i don't i don't think they're able to compete I think that they should. I think they should do it too because I think people are interested in new IPs, and this would be a great yeah. time to do it. Uh, yeah, we can't let Call of Duty and Battlefield like run the show forever, man. Um, no, although we do still have the chance of a Battlefield being in VR, and that excites me because I've always actually liked Battlefield more. Um, I haven't played the last like one or two, uh, but I did play Battlefield all the way up to like three and four, I think, mm-hmm. um, and especially four, I think, is where I stopped, and I loved that one so. Um, the, I'm, I'm glad that an EA has made some VR games, you know, they made with EA motive star Wars squadrons, which was quality as hell. Um, so I still, I just hope to God that, that not everybody's going on a buying spree here and that we can still have some third party AAA studios, uh, and some that include VR as well. Yeah, I'd say so. Let's just, let's just finish off this conversation with a few tips from the cats. Bell Ramey, the game cat with the two euros says Minecraft's got VR. This is very true. So at least we have that. Super cool <laughs> yeah, video, bro. I don't know bro. how that happened. Yeah, I don't either. Super cool video, bro, with the $5 says, do you think Xbox will enter VR with the amount of studios they now own that might be limited now? I know Bethesda has a history of VR. I think... No. If, if, yeah, if you've been paying attention to this uh, conversation, I think uh, one of the things that I, I hopefully AJ and I agree on, or maybe AJ and I agree on, is that... Microsoft is very reactionary and not as forward thinking. And I think that they will enter the VR market when the VR market is already super successful. And they go, okay, it's time to enter right. the VR market. Like we didn't have right. to be there at the beginning. We're just going to be like, hey, this PC VR headset is now uh, Xbox 
three capable, you know, compatible. Yeah. Just like plug it in and, and here's your VR, and they'll and they'll find a way to do that. Uh, I don't I don't think we're going to see them for another five years do do VR. Maybe Longer have something for the next system. I don't know. VR is yeah. VR is about to explode, <clears throat> and, uh, and yeah, but they it's it's still going to be growing though over the next five years. It's going to explode, but it's still going to be growing, and uh, they won't. They're going to have their hands full trying to run operate all of these major studios under one roof uh and i'll be surprised if they actually even pull that off unscathed i don't think they will um i think i think they're gonna screw up a lot of things in the process but and then but you know people will still go out and buy call of duty so they'll be okay p twist one says and then they'll just go buy a bunch of vr companies off which yeah probably the case. <laughs> exactly uh, exactly p track app with the nine plantain says rest in peace potential call of duty vr it is so funny that we just had this whole show about um about psvr2 system sellers and how we said we need to get everybody on board and get all of these like assassin's creed and call of duty and everything else like we need all of these games to have vr modes and uh and like literally the day after that <laughs> they were like uh, yeah as it turns out that's not gonna happen I still think we had the two best answers uh, in Spider-Man and Grand Theft Auto. Uh, I think those two having VR, like a triple-A VR game, um, are going to be massive for for uh, moving forward. Isaiah Cox must be earlier in the show than everybody else. He's got a $2 tip that says PSVR 1 tracking is completely different. That's true, but it's still a form of light tracking and uh, not impossible. We've talked to plenty of developers who said uh, if Sony's willing to put the work in, that... There's possible ways to make backwards compatibility work with PSVR 2, PSVR 1 games. The Fenner PSVR $2 tip says 250 views with only 70 likes. Like it up. Feel better, BP. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Fenner. Swell guy. Yeah, click the like button. Hit the like button. Smash the like button. Smash, smash the like button, Tarzan. Yeah. Uh, we also got Larry Chu with a $5 tip says, how's it going? It's going. Great, man. Yeah. I can't um, wait, to, I can't wait to make some ramen stick. noodles and lay on my couch. <laughs> I'm just working on videos and scripts. Everything's good. Um, you know, that being said, <clears throat> I do think Sony has a lot of awesome IPs that they could bring back. Like, if I, like again, if I were them, like I said, if I was going to purchase a company, I'd purchase Konami, and that would just be a fucking legendary move to pull and bring back all those amazing IPs from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think... Uh, but but they still do have stuff. I mean, there is potential for us for a uh, resistance, a kill zone, a SOCOM. I mean, SOCOM has been so highly requested for so long now. Um, <clears throat> I think they could blow a lot of people's minds with a with a new SOCOM game. And you know, at the end of the day, too, like I just want I just want VR support. I want more VR games. I want more AAA hybrids. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how all this develops over time. Absolutely, but I think they will. I think they will bounce back. I don't. I think a lot of the stuff is just flashy um, stuff, and uh, and I think in the in the long run they'll they'll probably figure something out. Hopefully, I mean, I would, I'd be shocked if they didn't. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the best move they could do to counter this, if they chose, if someone decided to counter somehow, right, uh, is to buy buy Take Two, and that way they own Red Dead and Grand Theft and. Um, I say because I, I really do think that the power of those games is almost equal to everything else that uh, that Microsoft has just bought up recently, and, and I don't and I don't think Sony's interested in doing that. I think Sony would rather take the creative route and and make and build their own teams who are interested in making those style of games, um, and then have their own their own, which didn't really work for the getaway, but that was PlayStation Two. They've learned a lot in the last twenty years. 
The chat seems to be very fond of the idea of Killzone Resistance and SOCOM. Hell yeah, man. Oh, dude. So the, the, the catalog that Sony has of first-party IPs that have just been dormant for, like, decades is so is just ridiculous. I mean, well, I, I think I there's still a lot of third-party uh, AAA devs, uh, studios out there as well that they can lean on, that they can pay for VR as well. For us, anyways. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and, and that's, you know, that's how Resident Evil 7 worked. That's how uh, Fract worked. Yeah. That's how a lot of things worked. That's how we get a lot of games in VR this, this generation. And I'm sure that's how it'll work next generation, too. Although, again, with it being so easy to make a hybrid game uh, for PSVR 2, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of money exchange. You just say, hey, do this, and then you can make more money. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> All right, man. We got to wrap the show up with a with a game of twenty questions. I think you're the host. You got a game in mind. Uh, it's up to me and the chat to ask twenty yes or no questions. Figure out what game you're thinking of. Um, I. All right. Yeah. You guys want to put your thinking caps on today? I'm gonna let you know right now. <laughs> I don't like it already. You're gonna need to channel. Channel all of the weirdest uh, questions you can think of because the basic questions I don't think are going to get you there. All right. Well, with that said, um, Good luck. <laughs> you, you guys are going to really have to help me out. Like my brain fog is like horrible right now, and I'm so ready for bed. So let's do this. Go. Um, do you play as a human? You do not play as a human. That's a big. Uh, that's a big one right there. Not human. Is it a puzzle game? It is not a puzzle game. Do you use a port shovel? A what? A port shovel. What is that? What, what, didn't you just mention that like the other day? Yeah. You, uh, how are you not up on the inside jokes? Everyone else is. All right. Um, How's a, I don't know what a port shovel is. <laughs> do, you, um, do, you, uh, do you control vehicles in this game? You do not control vehicles in this game. Uh, is the pri- Let's go with Mark's question. Uh, is the primary thing you're doing in this game shooting? Uh, no, it is not a shooter. <sighs> Some people in the chat. Only I can tell who knows your port shovel joke and who doesn't. It was, it was during 20 questions last time. I was like, put up my piece of paper. I was like, I don't know what a port shovel is. I can't read my own writing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Our sister says, why is this guy playing dumb on port shovels? Um, <laughs> was this game made by... Has this developer made other PSVR games? No. Is this a I'm PSVR gonna... game rather than experience? Uh, yeah, it's it's a game. That is number six you just answered or asked. Does this look cartoony? It looks pretty cartoony, yeah. Definitely. Heavy cartoony. Okay. You know, you don't play it's cartoony, you don't play as a human. It's not puzzles. It's not. Oh, you don't control vehicles. <laughs> uh, no port shovels. It's the only PSVR game they made. Um, hmm. Uh, okay, I'll go with Brax Bros. Is, is it tied to an existing IP? I will give you a bit of a hint here. It is like loosely tied to an existing IP. All it's right. definitely inspired by one. 
inspired, but not, but, but not, doesn't have the name. You get. Okay. Uh, So there goes, there goes Call of Duty, Jackal Assault. Um, But that could, you control vehicles in that anyway. Oh, that's Uh, funny. No, I I figured that would be appropriate for the show. Um, No, I can't be to the top. The guy VR, uh, the guy VR is puzzles. Um, It's cartoony. I mean, yeah, I mean, sci-fi, I'll go with sci-fi. Are you underwater in this game? Um, no. Okay. Is it... There's water in it, though. There's water in it. Um, no, it can't be Groundhog Day. It's not tied to an IP. Not really. Inspired by an IP. Yeah. Oh, God. Are you a dolphin in this game? You're not a dolphin in this good. game. Oh, good. I was going to be inspired by Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> like... You're getting closer, though. You're getting warmer. Uh, do you play as uh, as an uh, as an animal? You do play as an animal. That's number eleven. Do you play in? <laughs> All right, guys. You... I am wearing my uh, I am wearing my Jupiter Mars shirt, by the way. Nice. Um, you play as an you play as an animal. Is it first person? It is first person. All right. As we're, we're we're playing as an animal in first person, and <laughs> they totally thought you had it. With, uh, with, I mean, uh, Mars. It would have been a good one, definitely a good one. Do you play as a dog? Don't play as a dog. Okay, well that gets rid of good dog, bad dog. Do you play as a cat? You don't play as a cat. That's number it's fourteen. Not cat lateral damage. Man eaters, not VR. Uh, oh, eagle flight's good. Um, do you fly in this game? You don't fly in this game. No. That's number 15. Come on. You're close. I feel like you're close anyways. Baby Shark game isn't in PlayStation VR. Um... You don't fly, so you're not a bird. You're not underwater, so we're not a fish. So there is water in the game. Planet of the Apes is definitely an experience, not a game. Um, I guess we should just ask, are you an ape? No, not an ape. Um, is this made by Jeff Minter? Oh, wait. It's not, no, not made okay. by Jeff Minter. I got, we got to hurry up, man, because uh, uh, we knew that he made other 17. Games. You're yeah. on question number 18. Um... Oh, it's a hard one, I know. You guys are so... You're so close, but I think you're running out of questions now. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I'm so lost right now. Lucky Tail isn't out yet. It can't be that. It's also first person. Um, I don't know, is it Vrog? It is Frog. Hugh Guyver at the last second. Hugh <laughs> Guyver with the buzzer beater. Wow. It is, in fact, V-Rog. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Save the day, Hugh Guyver. Hugh Guyver. Cousin Mac, uh, Cousin Mac taught you all those, you know, he sat, you, took you out back and, and taught you about all the Animal Kingdom. It is V-Rog, man, which is a really shitty, yeah. awful, uh, 
Frogger kind of inspired game that that just gets boring after like five seconds. Uh, I love it, man. I love that you got it uh, at the last second. <laughs> I I definitely given up. I was just gonna. I was gonna like literally <laughs> whatever just, somebody know. suggested. I was just gonna say, and Hugh Guyver <laughs> suggested at just the right time. Um, so good. Thank wow. you, Hugh Guyver. Hugh Guyver actually is the one who won that. It had nothing to do with me. Uh, so thank you very much, and appreciate everybody's help during that too. It was, it was a collective effort. Y'all kind of got there together. So I just want to say, <laughs> I, I I got I got a hundred packs of ramen noodles delivered to me from Walmart today. And uh, wow. yeah, I was looking on Amazon, and they were in like second, you know, secondary sellers were trying to sell them for like a dollar a pack, like so it was like twenty bucks, twenty four for like a twenty four pack. And I was like, ramen noodles didn't go up that much since I was in college. I know that they're still super cheap. And uh, and, and on Walmart, they had they, like for twenty four pack, it was like five bucks or six bucks or something. And so I just it's like I I bought as many ramen noodles as thirty dollars would get me, and they all get delivered today. <laughs> and I'm going to go. Uh, eat a lot of ramen noodles and lay down on the couch and watch television and kick back. And I want to say thank you to everybody out there who uh, stuck with me today during uh, my second sick episode of the week. Hopefully by Friday I'll be back up and running. Um, and thank you to AJ for uh, for being here with me and uh, holding the fort down. Um, it's a fun conversation, man. It was something a little bit different, I know. But we wanted to uh, give our two cents on it and uh, appreciate everybody, you know, uh, just letting us talk about something that's a little out of our realm. Yeah, I mean, what happens in what happens in the larger ecosystem of video games in the, the it's like we didn't. I don't even think we did a video on uh, on Bethesda, did we? Or the the Zenimax one? I don't remember us like really chiming in on that all too much. But but when but this is just so even so much bigger than that. It's like, and we really had to, we had so many thoughts about it and, uh, and you guys did yeah. too. And it, it was really good seeing every, uh, all of your opinions on it. So thanks for participating during the chat. Uh, thank you everybody who helps the show out. Thank you to, uh, to Hugh Giver who helped me win that question, win that game. Uh, thank you to Jay Meow and sci-fi game guy, Henry, all the mods who are kicking ass, not just here on and on discord, uh, click the link in the description to join us over on discord. Remember that everything on discord is free. Uh, so just click the link other than the voice chat. That's a $3 Patreon tier. And if you want your name on that illustrious list down below, and you also want to join us in voice chat over on Discord, $3 a month, patreon.com slash without pro games. We really appreciate it. We want to get this guy over here hired before PlayStation VR 2 comes out. The going rate is probably not going to happen, but we're going to do our absolute fucking best to make it happen. So help we'll us out. we be here yep. cranking that sweet PSVR goodness out. That's right. Uh, so th thank you to everybody who helps us out. We love you so much. Thanks for participating in the chat. Thank you to everybody who donated during the show. And thank you to everybody who sat back and watched the show. Didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. AJ, let's cue the cat. I love that the Vrog is there playing. I'm glad they got to see a little gameplay. Cue the cat, right? Because I want to say see you on Friday to Brax Bro. Says, uh, Brian, I want the rom a ramen eating ASMR <laughs> in, in the VC. <laughs> there is, what is that? What is that like, uh, eating noodles thing? There is like some eating phrase that's probably going sounds on. something like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. That's a freebie. The rest, you got to go to patreon.com <laughs> to hear the full-length version. Oak V3D, peace out to you, homie. Guys, I'm Facebook to you. Ace Phil VR, catch you Friday as well. Jazzy J, the Terramates Game Cat. It says, have a sexy rest of your hump day. Got those. That's right. Jazzy J knows what's up. Gabriel, double for the lights of Meow Game Cat. Meow, 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 meow. The Fenner PSVR says, my boys. <laughs> All boys. you are is history. Uh, it says, remember to buy Zenith. 
We had a dozen people running a dungeon the other day. Holy God, did we! Uh, so much uh, fun, Brian. So much. That fun. was that was a closed beta, and we had a an army of cats already. Yep. Guys, Zenith is going to be wow. That's going to be incredible, and is going to fit every single one of us into the game to play together all at once. Brax Bro says play more Plock. I have no idea what that is. Oh, maybe that's the name of that thing. Shades of Grey Matter says feel better, Brian. Um, Steve Irie, Noodle Slurp Porn. <laughs> Mark Smith. Oh, man. LC2552 Beat Sirens on my end. The Game Cat says Microsoft sucks. Uh, Beard of Power 666. Is it Friday yet? Neon Groove. Happy Hump Day, everyone. JC, the inimitable dual wielding ass kicking Game Cat. Good night to you, too, my friend. X Pacer X. RG. I'm getting pretty good at that, aren't I? Inimitable. 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 Check the Game Cat later, homie. Dan Kiefer, thank you so much, man. Dan Kiefer, uh, Dan Kiefer notified me earlier that, uh, Good Dog, Bad Dog is currently featured in the games under $20 sale. Oh, my God. And it's still $25. What? <laughs> yep. Oh, that just shows you, man. That just that, shows that, you That why. dude knows somebody at Sony. Like that, <laughs> that, that game keeps getting pushed to the front of the store. I have no idea what's going on over there. Hugh Ever. Hugh Ever with the $3 Australian says, no worries. Thanks for telling me not to buy Vrog. Uh, we will tell you not to buy Vrog till the end of time. No worries about that. Flame at the love of his life, GameCat. VR oh, Demon, good to you? see you, homie. And before we get out of here, guys, uh, I just want to share some amazing news. Our good friend Josh uh, had his surgery. Yes. And it's, uh, he is, it, his surgery went well. He's doing much better. He's in recovering. He's expecting to come back on Friday. So uh, love you, Josh, man. And thank you to all of you for sending good vibes and, and uh, you know, your thoughts towards him uh, because we cured him. We cured him, and he is better. No, some great news. So, love, love you guys. Uh, you guys they, are like my family. They, they can see us and, again, uh, just to let you know. I didn't want you picking your nose oh. or something without them knowing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but just really amazing news. And, uh, yeah, man, thank you guys for all the support to yeah. not only us but to each other as well. Yeah, much love to Josh. Hopefully the recovery goes super smooth and he's back on his feet in no time. Um, also, what, what was the thing about Plock? Did somebody say something about Plock? Play more Plock? Yeah, I think that's the eating thing. I think that's. I, I think that's. Uh... Oh, okay, there's a there's a Super Nintendo game uh, called Pluck, and I was like, there's no way somebody's referencing that. There's just Let's no, see. no way. Nope, I think that's nope. That is the reference. That no, I was wrong. It is definitely the Super Nintendo game. <laughs> Speaking from experience, I'm going to tell you right now: you don't need to play more Pluck. <laughs> it's, it's not horrible, but there's so many better Super Nintendo games to play than that, and those are my words of wisdom. What's, where's the hold screen? I'm bringing the hold screen back up. There we are. All right, let's get out of here, AJ. Have a good night. I love you all. Meow.